Priyanka Sharma has had a long career in tech. After graduating from Stanford in 2009, she worked at Google in the online partnership group, was a technical consultant where she onboarded new DoubleClick clients, and acted as interim project manager for Internal Insights tools. From there, she moved to Outright, leading the promotional launch for the GoDaddy Silicon Valley office, and continued by leading the Outright product integration into the GoDaddy sales team catalog. By 2014, she was ready for something uh, new. I was always bitten by the build a business bug. And uh, eventually I, get, I had some ideas and I gathered up the courage and funding to get going. Experimenting with a bunch of uh, com uh, consumer products and nothing was working. Priyanka noticed that her business partner had built a time tracking application for himself and realized it might be a useful addition to a developer toolkit when tracking time spent on specific project code. Um, and it was based on a plugin-based system where if you uh, are working, let's say, with Sublime Text or some other text editor or IDE, you can use the plugin to record the efforts you're making over there. The plugins were open source. And I just noticed how people were flocking to these plugins and trying to build their own, doing all kinds of cool things. And so I was like, oh, maybe this is what we should focus on. By this rather unlikely set of events, she ended up getting into developer tools. Eventually, the plugins were used by over 100,000 developers. It was featured at high visibility events such as TechCrunch Disrupt and was chosen by Y Combinator. Um, and it was it was a fun experience while I was part of it. There we were at like 100,000 developers using it, got on like TechCrunch Disrupt, got into Y Combinator. It was all very exciting, but you know, all that glitters is not gold. There were challenges every day, as there are with any startup, whether it comes to fundraising or getting the public visibility a company needs in order to get traction in the market. Getting into Y Combinator was a pivotal moment forcing the team to come to terms with what it would take to work together, to make a real commitment to the project together as a team. What looked great on the outside, however, didn't account for the personality dynamics at play inside the company. It was decision time. I think you can overcome anything when you are part of a team where you jive with each other, where you know everybody's aligned on the same final outcome. Uh, when that is not the case, I think it's very tricky because people are going towards different goals. That was the meta issue which ultimately led us to go our separate ways anyway. From the Linux Foundation office in New York City, this is the Untold Stories of Open Source. Each week, we choose an open source project or a person behind a popular open source project to uncover its untold stories. If you work with open source, and you do whether you know it or not, you're in the right place. Stay with us. I'm on my own now, not doing the startup anymore. I had to pay the bills. Out on her own after leaving the startup, Priyanka observed that there were not many people who understood how to market to the developer tool audience or how to develop and execute a go-to-market strategy for developer tools. She began working with Heavybit, which at that time was an accelerator and incubator for developer products. 
The company was founded by James Lindenbaum from Heroku, Joe Ruscio, and Tom Drummond. The initial purpose of HeavyBit was to be the only fund focused solely on developer company go-to-market. And uh, they really took me in. They gave me lots of opportunities to help their portfolio companies. And that's how I started, you know, paying the rent. Her work with HeavyBit put her in a position to help Rainforest QA, Lightstep, and Launch Darkly. I also helped Postman API, which is an API testing tool. It's so popular now. I think I sent some of their first emails. <laughs> it was really fun working with those folks. So it was very much, I was like, you know, I was uh, supporting myself, getting exposure to lots of companies, which worked out really well for me because it helped me determine what I wanted to do that and do, do next. What really stood out for me with Lightstep was I had learned in my startup experience that if you don't have a reputation, if nobody knows you, it's really, really hard. Priyanka began working with the founders of Lightstep, who were experts in distributed systems and observability. She watched and learned, feeling like a sidekick to a knowledgeable set of people. In preparation for talking with Lightstep, she read a paper on observability, the Dapper paper, written by Ben Seligman and the team at Google. If you haven't heard of it, Dapper was built to provide Google's developers with a distributed tracing system exploring the behavior of complex distributed systems. From the introduction to the paper, it began as a self-contained tracing tool but evolved into a monitoring platform which has enabled the creation of many different tools, some of which were not anticipated by its designers. From that first introduction to the concept, Priyanka became intrigued with open tracing within complex systems and joined the team at Lightstep. The company came out of stealth mode in August of 2017. Their first product helped identify and troubleshoot performance and reliability issues. As Priyanka evaluated the people in the company, she realized she had the possibility of working with some of the top experts in the field. One of the determining factors in her interest in Lightstep was the possibility of working with Ben Seligman, the co-creator of Dapper, Google's distributed tracing system. He was also the co-creator of Open Tracing and Open Telemetry projects, which are now both part of CNCF. The second was Ben's approach was very much that of a of an educator. From the beginning, he was showing me papers. And teaching me. And I knew that there can be lots of experts out there, but if they're not interested in teaching, I don't get any value from it. So uh, those were two vectors that were interesting to me, demonstrated past experience, as well as a way of talking that is very educational. And those two were the things I looked at. Those two factors, Seligman's extensive experience in the field and his willingness to mentor and teach along the way, were critical in her decision to join Lightstep. So those two things combined, and I decided to join Lightstep. I was their second hire, I think. And I did everything from uh, developer evangelism and working on the uh, third OOC Cloud Native project, open tracing, um, building documentations, building the website, working with end users, everything. Her role as head of marketing and strategic partnerships expanded to include the go-to-market strategy for the company. Ultimately, the strategy paid off with early enterprise deals, including DigitalOcean, 
GitHub, Twilio, and Yext. Through her work in the startup and then moving to Lightstep, Priyanka was hearing more and more about open source. It was during the startup that I was suddenly in the mix of an open source crew. But I will say, like, immediately I clicked with the people. I felt so happy talking to those folks. And I just loved the energy of creation and collaboration as opposed to personal gain and profit type of mindset. When Priyanka joined Lightstep, the focus of the company was their work on open tracing. Her role was as a developer evangelist, creating documentation and demos. We were an independent project when I started working on it, and collectively we made the decision to join CNCF, which is under the Linux Foundation. At that time, I remember it was early days for Cloud Native, uh, and our thought process was very much like, well, this looks like a cool group of people. This will give us more firepower than us by ourselves, so why not try it? And another factor, actually, I should mention was there was a bring your own governance model, which was that CNCF was flexible in how we defined our governance as long as we kept mechanisms for it to be vendor neutral. And that lack of prescriptiveness was very attractive. Over the next six years, the use of cloud-native technologies gained traction, making it impossible to ignore its impact. Priyanka attributes much of that growth to the culture of the people who have gravitated to the community. While her work with the open-source community felt inclusive and welcoming, the cloud-native culture took it to the next level. The core group at the center of the movement welcomed everyone, the community congregated at KubeCon events where she had her first experience of what was to come. So a lot of our community congregates at these events called KubeCon, Cloud NativeCon, which have now become the largest uh, open source conferences out there. The first KubeCon I went to, my knees were shaking because I was like, I am a total newbie to systems. I don't know anything. And there are these such senior folks here. But like the minute I went in, Someone said hi, someone called me over to have a conversation and just pulled me in. And I will never forget that experience. Dan Kahn was the executive director at the Cloud Native Computing Foundation from 2016 until his passing in 2020. During his tenure at CNCF, the project became one of the most successful open-source foundations in the world. Part of that growth can be directly attributed to Khan's philosophy of being an open and welcoming community. It wasn't just an afterthought. It was a proactive philosophy that permeated the entire culture of the organization. He, from day one, baked diversity, equity, and inclusion into everything that happened in CNCF. He actively went out of his way to shine the spotlight on anyone who showed up and was doing cool things and happened to be diverse. He, he pulled in as many diverse people on the staff and on like various appointed positions. And that is continuing till today. I strive my best to be half as good as Dan on that front, but he set that example for the community and put it in like the way things are structured. So that made a big difference too. Working with Dan's encouragement, she became part of the CNCF community, where many minorities, especially women, feel reluctant to put themselves out there because of nervousness or fear of being scrutinized. 
Priyanka was always showing up and asking for opportunities to participate. Sometimes the answer was, yeah, sure, you can help us. And other times the answer was no. Either way, she had the support of the community. Her contributions to the community was initially with open tracing because of her work with LightStep. For the first time in her career, she had a sense of belonging, making new friends, and having much in common with other members. It made her determined to become part of the ecosystem around CNCF and open source. She had moved on from LightStep in 2018 to become Director of Technical Evangelism at GitLab, where she founded GitLab's Technical Thought Leadership Team. Part of her role at the company was to engage with consortiums such as the CNCF. Uh, yeah, in the free time, I was director of Cloud Native Alliances, so I got to, you know, speak at a lot of cloud, or do the cloud native speaking, build technical evangelism, all that stuff. And I actually think it was my boss who was like, "Oh, hey, elections are open. Do you want to run?" And I thought it was like funny. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, like, well, that's never going to happen, but why not?" She submitted her name as a candidate for the board. To her surprise, people began campaigning for her, telling people, Priyanka from GitLab is running for the board. She still had no expectations. And then the results came in. And then suddenly the results are announced and I was in. So that was super surprising and, of course, a huge honor. Once the surprise of being elected sunk in, she began to see behavior she was not used to seeing in the ecosystem. The vendors who were contributing and supporting the project had more impact than she would have expected. And I noticed that a lot, a lot of actions and conversations were based on company interests, which, I mean, it's understandable, of course, but it was very different uh, from what I was used to. So but as she first, continued to work with the board, she discovered an underlying layer of support. There were a bunch of women on the board. I think a lot of effort in this whole community goes into having women leaders. There was Michelle Nurali, who is now at an early stage startup called Fermion. She was one of the early people at Helm and all that. There was Aparna Sinha, who is still the board representative from Google. There was Liz Rice, who is the chair of the uh, technical oversight committee. And these women set the bar high of how to engage, how to make your point, and how to think of the project good at all times. And that's what got me excited, gave me energy to participate. The CNCF board oversees the financial decisions of the CNCF. The big topics tend to be the KubeCon events and efforts around supporting maintainers. Over the course of working through the CNCF initiatives, the board meetings became more interesting. Priyanka started feeling more comfortable speaking up. I believed in the leadership and sharing with them as a board what we thought are important things for the organization, but really letting them execute and run the show. Remembering that the board is um, providing guardrails and guidance but the actors are the executives. The CNCF scaled quickly as a community. Several factors contributed to that success. The Kubernetes project was really solid when it was open sourced by Google. It had the halo of being coming from Google Engineering, which is a very respected systems organization. 
And so I think that was a big factor. Kubernetes was just better to use uh, than a lot of the competitors around at that time. It was also unique in that it had been donated to a vendor neutral foundation. So it was easier to contribute to Kubernetes. It was easier to come join the fund. And then you add to that the fact that the community went out of its way to be welcoming, kind, um, and nurturing to anybody who showed up. So it was at least those three factors contributed heavily to the outcome that we have seen. As people build communities and other projects, there's an impression that CNCF had some kind of magic formula, maybe even a magic potion that made it grow so quickly. If we can just find what that magic is, they think, we can grow like CNCF did. That magic actually came at a very specific time for the foundation. In addition to the great foundation Dan Kahn had built and Google's contribution of Kubernetes, the tipping point was... CNCF truly took off when we successfully brought all the cloud, all the major cloud providers to the table. And that happened, I think, 2017, um, where, you know, um, Microsoft came along, IBM, Red Hat, and then uh, eventually, finally, Amazon came along. And I think suddenly you had all the cloud providers at the table, and that's a big deal. From a personal standpoint, Priyanka was able to hit this sweet spot. I was actually lucky because when I joined the cloud native ecosystem was when cloud, cloud native was taking off and I had not been in systems prior. So I came with a fresh mindset and all that mattered was here's a great group of people, they're welcoming, they're getting results. So why shouldn't I join in? And that's why I think the story of cloud native is it's technology inextricably linked to human beings and that the experience people have had. And as you know, cloud native DevOps, it's all about workflows, processes of how humans act and interact with technology. And I think that the way we were able to actualize that is truly new and novel. As her role at CNCF continued to grow, her perspective on how commercial companies and open source developers can work together began to come into focus. It is a win when many companies uh, and organizations build their products around open source, when the, many companies rely on open source technologies for, for their profits. Because what that means is that they will in, invest a lot more people, time, and money uh, into said projects. So that part, I think, is a good thing. I think the challenge can come when a company or multiple companies do not uh, behave as good stewards of open source. Challenging is a tactful way to put it. Most contributing companies, even if it's an open source project that's dominated by one company, do their best to be good stewards. Problems arise when the objectives of a company start to influence the direction of the project. That type of influence shows itself in different ways. It, and it often shows in the form of like who's investing enough to get the benefits that commensurate benefits. Like there's a lot of freeloading going on, basically. It's influenced, but in a reversed way, right? By not contributing enough, but benefiting from a project, a company is not being a good steward. Now, in, in a way that is undue influence. And I think we need to come up with ways to make industry consortiums stronger so that that behavior happens less and less. 
When it comes to the influence of the larger companies such as Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Facebook, the desire is to create a project that would allow its users to decouple the platform from a single provider and use whatever platform that is most appropriate for them. It comes down to resiliency in multi-cloud. CNCF supports the Crossplane project. From the Crossplane project site, Crossplane is an open-source CNCF project built on the foundation of Kubernetes to orchestrate anything. Encapsulate policies, permissions, and other guardrails behind a custom API line to enable your customers to self-service without needing to become an infrastructure expert. Some organizations have figured out ways to build like control planes that are, you know, helping them uh, look at various clouds and achieve some level at least of the data portability, which is essential to actually have portability in multi-cloud. Fidelity, for example, is a cloud native member, and they have had they have a case study on our website which talks about how they have achieved great success with multi-cloud the way they've approached things. But I do think that we are some time away. There's a CNCF project called Crossplane, which aims to be a control control plane layer, leveraging Kubernetes on top of various clouds. And what they have seen is that something like Crossplane connected with GitOps through a project like Flux or Argo, which are also cloud native projects, but you could do something else. And then you look at policies with uh, something like Open Policy Agent, OPA, another CNCF project. And then you suddenly have guardrails with policies, GitOps to make infrastructure as code accessible, and you have this control plane layer on top of various services, various cloud providers, and you could set up a situation that works for you. At the same time, though, my understanding is that many companies are not seeking this out as much as multi-cloud is finding them as opposed to them seeking it out because the complexity is pretty high to sort it all out. What happens is when you are, as your code base grows, as different teams in different locations spin up things and choose the tooling they need to choose, as companies get acquired, as multi-region availability becomes important, multi-cloud is an inevitability that finds them. And so that's the stage we're in right now where enterprises want to be able to work with different kinds of services, but they usually prefer like when one vendor is their main source, but then challenges come in that make them need to use other things. A system like Crossplane is really useful for them to manage all that. So I think it's going to happen, but not because people are clamoring for it, but rather because realities of how systems evolve might make them need this more and more. There is a certain level of social responsibility when you get the exposure and gain the influence that Priyanka Sharma now has as the general manager of the CNCF. When I think of what my role is, my role is to contribute to this technology ecosystem and have a great time doing it. (laughs) That's my number one priority. And that's very egotistical to say that. But I strongly believe that as long as I am in an ecosystem where I can help other people, help them build a lot of great things, whether it's tools or end products, and it's intellectually stimulating and fun for me, I'm going to deliver my best for the world, really. And that's all I care about is, is being part of that journey. It's an interesting thing that you bring up being in a position of influence. But one of the early conversations I had with Dan Khan once I took on 
uh, as his successor was he was like Priyanka you should understand your privilege and I was like privilege what privilege are you talking about <laughs> it's a struggle bus over here but, but we talked further about it and today as I have really you know started become comfortable in this role I understand it is that my actions impact many other people the way i set up programs where i decide to uh, you know drive the team forward is going to help maybe more contributors or not help bring in more diversity equity or inclusion or not i take that very seriously everything we work on i at a minimum bring in a diversity equity inclusion lens to it i push my staff to work with me on changing the landscape. I will say I am only trying my best. I don't feel like I've actualized my best. I think there's so much to do. And I really hope that my contributions will help the ecosystem be more vibrant, be more long lasting and change more lives. One of the dilemmas of having a position that reaches a global audience is that there is no way to determine if your message has resonated or who you have reached. You just have to assume the message resonates and keep moving forward. The question now for Priyanka is, how is she to support the next generation of cloud developers? How can she help them get the visibility they deserve for their contributions? It's about incorporating, elevating other people in part of everything one does. Big and small things add up to something cool. Where I tend to naturally have more success is when I'm working on an initiative, for example, my keynote at KubeCon Cloud NativeCon, ensuring that I'm highlighting individuals in our community who've done something cool. Uh, there was, um, I think, one of the keynotes I did, I heard the story of this person from uh, India who was a student who had overcome a lot of personal adversity um, disability, et cetera, to become a key contributor to Kubernetes. The reason I chose to highlight his story, have him come on stage was simply because I thought he would inspire so many others. And since then, I have seen him blossom and grow even faster than he would have on his own. Priyanka thinks about this kind of support, whether it's in a keynote, a blog post, or even in one-on-one -on -one conversations. Keeping contributors in mind is uppermost in her thoughts as she's having conversations with influential people around the world. It becomes part of the hiring process, recommendations for positions, working behind the scenes to give exposure to the individuals who need more visibility. The narrative is critical. The good thing is in Cloud Native, there are so many amazing stories that we can choose which ones we want to highlight. And that, that's been kind of nice, right? Cloud Native has become the fundamental building block for so many things mm -hmm. that you can look left and right and find people doing something impactful everywhere. When it comes to opportunity, how to enable people, we need to find different ways to allow people to participate. Priyanka has had the benefit of support from people like Ben Seligman, Dan Kahn, and Jim Zemlin. Zemlin tapped her to run the CNCF Foundation, even though she was a relatively untested professional at the time. He gave her the opportunity because he saw something in her. He saw the potential. I have been recently, as I told you, trying to emulate that and giving as many opportunities out there as possible. Something that I recently learned that I would like to share that maybe will help others as well in this journey is 
Because of my personal experience, I assumed it's about just give someone an opportunity, great things will happen. That's not it. It's about giving many people opportunities at as much scale as you can because not everyone's going to make it and you really need to put yourself out there again and again and again and have success stories come out of it. Don't think that just going out there giving someone a chance once and you did your job. Success will come if you make it a habit because success will not be 100% and we have to know that and embrace that. Today's episode was brought to you by the OpenSSF Project and the Linux Foundation. Thank you to the team at the Linux Foundation for making this show possible. The Untold Stories of Open Source is created with support from Melissa Schmidt, Chip Stewart, James McLeod, Jim Zemlin, Derek Weeks, and the entire team at the OpenSSF Project. Until next time, thank you for your support and contributions to the open source community.